0: You are listening to You Heard It Here Second.
1: Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com.
0: Subscribe and follow today. Uh, I miss sports. I will miss sports for the rest of my life, but they were good while they lasted. Derek and Steve present. Just that you've always loved, loved Tom Brady. Tom
1: Brady. I've always loved Tom Brady. <laughs> I always have loved him. I love Tom Brady. I love everything about him. I bring it up every single <laughs> podcast, and I'm like, you should watch it. It's really good. You're like, oh, yeah, definitely. I always forget that HBO exists. That's that's my answer again. Oh, yeah, I forget that HBO exists. I always forget. You like read one book. You're like, I'm getting back into reading.
0: (laughs) Yep, that was me. You heard it here second. Welcome to episode 149 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how's it going? Derek, it's going well. Welcome back, my friend. Great. Welcome back. It's been almost a month since episode 148. That's uh, a big hiatus. It is a big hiatus. Um, And the funny thing is we're not doing anything. No. Although-
1: (laughs) This shouldn't have happened.
0: We're not doing enough to cause a one-month hiatus, but we were doing some stuff. Uh, You were working on another podcast project for the first time. I was. um, For law school, and I was moving apartments. Uh, So we had a few things going on that, that caused a few delays, but- uh, we are back now for episode 149. Um, so so yeah, so we have an opening drive,
1: I think. Yes, we have an opening drive. I'm so excited. Tell the people what happens.
0: <laughs> so tell the people what happened. So, the, the what happened. so um, everyone is dealing with quarantine, of course, right? Um right. One of the topics, and I know you are handling this the opposite of the way I am based on the video chat we just had to start the call. Yep. Um, one of the challenges with the quarantine is that it is tougher to get haircuts. Now, I am someone who was actually... I I would cut my own hair for most of the time. Like I was actually able to do that at my old apartment. I had these double mirrors that made it easy for me to kind of like, you know, cut my own hair, see the back of my head really clearly, like not have to like twist my arm around with a mirror or something like that. Get to it. Yeah. So uh, moving out of my apartment, I had the challenge of, okay, I, I actually need a haircut. You know, it's quarantine. So I could wait it out. I could go to a barber. I could try to cut it myself with this weird mirror setup. Or this is the longest story, Derek. Or I could take the plunge and shave my head and give it a try. And so that's what I did. I shaved my head, shaved it clean like razor shave. You, Mister, cleaned it. I Mister cleaned it, but uh, still have the beard. Like if my beard, my beard is pretty grown right now. So because Mister Clean is like clean head, clean face too. You know, so I feel like it's not quite that look. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if I would have done this if I didn't have the beard. Like, he also I has an earring, Mr. Clean. He also an has an earring, which I don't <laughs> plan on getting. Um, but uh, I, I truly don't think I would have got even taken a, an attempt at this look without the beard. I, I think the beard is critical for it. Otherwise, I feel like it would just be weird for me, like too clean, I think. But but yeah, so I I, I went with the shaved head. So far, good reviews from from my friends. Hopefully, they're not just saying that. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's for the summer. I think it's, uh, I'm excited to see if I like it because I will say over the weekend and and I'll get to my weekend, um, in the final drive, but in the setting I was in over the weekend, I legitimately, like, I'm not just saying this, I felt cooler, like significantly cooler temperature wise. Yeah. I can tell you didn't look cooler. (laughs) Definitely didn't look cooler, but, uh, but temperature wise, I literally actually was chillier. Like in, in like night outdoor moments, like when it's kind of, there's a breeze and stuff. I was like, well, wow, I'm actually cold.
1: Like, your head is a, is an important temperature uh, measure. It is,
0: it yeah. is. But I'm also someone who, who runs fairly hot. like I, I, in the summer I'd much rather feel cool than feel warm. Um, and so that might help me, you know, I we, we've you might had this to
1: change like your emojis and stuff like that.
0: That's so that's, I, I haven't done that yet, but I was thinking that yesterday. I'm like, wow, I got to maybe go change my bitmoji. Um, and like my like MLB the show player, right? Like I'm gonna have to right. change him. Um, no, so yeah, so there's uh, it's been it's been an interesting start, but I so far I like it. I think I, I think it uh it works. I think my head shape's decent for it. So uh, killer we're head see shape. If I like it. And, and and I've I've had some you know people at work didn't react like whoa you look so weird type of thing. So I think that's good because though that that's that to me was gonna be one of the the measuring kind of sticks of this is like. My friends will like all say it looks crazy because they know me really well and like you know they'll but then they'll hopefully say that it, you know, encourage me. On it looks it crazy, it looks but good. I'm encouraging you. But coworkers, if they have that like, oh whoa kind of reaction, then that would be like a bad thing, I think. Right. But so far no. So far positive. So so there you go. I so I prepared a few jokes for the
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> Let's hear. Him.
1: Your head is so shiny that I need to wear sunscreen during this podcast. Nice, nice. Your that's head good. is so white. It doesn't wear a mask when it goes to Costco.
0: <laughs> that's a good. One. I like that your, one.
1: Your head is so white; it has season passes to Disney World. Oh, another good one. Another yeah. good one. Uh, and I, oh, if you would have given me more, if you would have yeah, given me more yeah.
0: time, I would have done more and yeah, done better. You, so you, you made those up all on the fly in the beginning. I made
1: them up like when when I saw your head appear on my screen. Wow, that's I was pretty. Like, good. I need to write jokes about this.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Those last two I, I like a lot. They're very. Um, very t- very relevant right now, <laughs> um, right. <laughs> so uh, so I, I think those are great. Um, but yeah, the, you know the sunscreen thing is definitely going to be one. I, I gotta be I gotta be careful about that one. Um, you gotta tell so. other people to, <laughs> yeah. to make sure that they're protected. Yeah ex- yeah exactly. Um, so I did mention. Oh I got another one. I yeah, thought oh, of oh, another do joke. It, do it. Do you watch British baking show? No, I've heard about it, but I, I haven't watched it. You told me about it, I think.
1: Your head is so <laughs> shiny that. Mary Berry would say that it has a a nice mirror glaze. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's a great that. joke. Or yeah. well, Paul Hollywood <laughs> would give you a handshake for that mirror glaze. That is a very specific joke for people who watch British baking show. They will get it.
0: All right, well that's all that matters. As long as that's the people all that who matters. as long as people who know that get it, then that's all that matters. So that's I, why
1: people listen to this podcast for very
0: niche content. It's yeah, exactly. You heard it here second is is all about that. It, it's it's, I, I, it sounded like a great joke, even though I don't understand it let me put it that way. Um, it was, you could, you can uh, take it to the bank. <laughs> so, uh, so there's your opening drive. Um, by the way, the, the other, the preamble to that when I mentioned that you've taken an opposite approach is that you have quite long hair right now. So right. I wanted, my I hair to is so that, dumb. So. Your hair is better, currently better than my hair and you have none of it. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's, there's a good declaration right there. So, uh, anything else opening drive? No, let's let's jump into right, let's it. I, do I'm it. feeling loose. Yeah, we got lots we got lots to catch up on. We'll start with half number 1, which is sports.
1: The monster jam.
0: All righty, so sports, uh parentheses LOL, <laughs> it's still on our agenda here because they still it's don't true. exist. Uh, but we're we're getting we're, we're inching towards sports existing again. It started with um, the match 2, which was this past weekend, the Sunday before Memorial Day. Um it was televised uh, sort of semi-celebrity, semi-professional uh, golf match between Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson as one team facing off against Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods on the other team. Um, the uh, I, I guess let, let's have you break down what this event was and kind of kick off some of our talking points with it. Sure. So this was the match,
1: too, because uh, about a year ago now, uh, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods did a 1v1 golf yep. match. Yep. And it was not great. It was boring, as you would imagine a 1v1 golf match would be. Yep. This was much better. This was um, two amateur golfers in Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, but very obviously good athletes, best yep. quarterbacks of all time, paired with pros. So the I'm not going to go over all the scoring because it changed halfway through and it yep. doesn't really matter. Which, what matters is who won and if it was good. Yep. So Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods won. By one stroke, one or two strokes, it came down to the final hole, which yeah. was
0: pretty incredible. Yeah. The, it, I don't think it was strokes because the whole... I don't think they were counting by strokes the whole way through, but it was basically one, um, one, one point, essentially, like, like with the scoring system they used.
1: Right. And so, so, I did see that it was the highest viewed golf event of all time.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. This, is, this is a crossover between... Football fans and golf fans, and there's no other sports on right now. People are desperate for things like
0: this. That last one's a big one, yeah. Uh,
1: But it's still surprising because it was rainy. The start got delayed. Yep. Um, but I loved it. I, did you watch it, Derek?
0: So I, I watched, uh, to the extent that I could, uh, I was up, uh, in Vermont at the lake house, which I'll talk about later. And so I, you know, I was outside people were, I was the only person in attendance at this trip that was at all interested in this. So I was keeping my eye on it, but, uh, I didn't watch it all the way through. I basically watched like the first seven ish holes and then I watched the, 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 home stretch at the end. Um, but yeah,
1: yeah I, I was about the same. I, I caught the first half, like first few holes and then the end. And I yep. have to say, I was really impressed Yeah. when it was over. I kind of wish they were going to do another one the next day because it it seems so easy to set up. You might well, as well.
0: Yeah. And I think it, it's appeal really benefits from the situation we're in where there are no sports. So like we we're just talking about how this is really the first this is the first sporting event, actual sporting event that I've watched since i mean march right like 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 we had the nfl draft we had some sport like events i think here and there but like this is really unless you're into like ufc and and stuff like that this is really the only sporting event that we've seen in quite a while um,
1: and can i can i tell you i think there's a push to make tom brady a sweetheart you think so there's a there's a push cuz like nobody likes tom brady when he was on the pats nobody outside of new england Everyone hates him. Yeah. But now he's in... Maybe it's just because he's on the Bucks now and I'm getting all the positive media, but no, he, I, yeah. he, he was hilarious in this event. He's been doing... Um, he's really funny on social media, as you know. He's been doing little videos with his family. He's been... It's just... I don't know. He so, just seems like a nice, normal guy. And I didn't get any of that when he was in New England.
0: Yeah. So I, th- I think it's that's a combination of a few things. I think first... The social media stuff I, I can speak to in that he 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 was the is a similar person on social media as he was the last two years, I would say. Um, now, most people outside of New England wouldn't really follow him or pay attention to him on social media. So that part of it, I think, is just more like that side's being uncovered to you and others now more so. Um, I think a little bit of it is what I said before, I think when we first talked about Brady going to Tampa, which is that I kind of always, all, all along, never really thought that Tom Brady was the was the person that they hated. You know, I, I think that, I think that people hated the, you know, the Patriots as a whole and Tom Brady and Belichick were a part of that. But I think like if Bill Belichick went to coach Tampa, people would still hate him. I think yes, because he, cause I he's, he's kind true. of an ass, right? Like, right. like, I think that Brady never really was that. I think that people were directing that hatred toward the whole thing because Brady was, was one a and one B with Belichick as being the reason for it all. So I think that's part of it. But I think that what you say is also undeniable that he is now in in his new setting. He is like being more fun and lovable, like you're saying, right? Like, like I, I yeah. can't imagine him having done this and it having gone the same way if he was still a patriot. It just doesn't and, feel like and it would And maybe because
1: there's less pressure on the buck. Like, yeah, there's, there's pressure in New England to win all the time. There always was. But yeah, with that dynasty, you just have to win. It's and that's how Belichick built that squad is do your job win at all costs that's all that matters and now he's moved to Tampa he bought a jet ski he rented his house from Derek Jeter he's buddies with Dick Vitale like he's just
0: doing golf tournaments talking trash to
1: Charles Barkley it's just really fun I love
0: new Tom yeah. And, you know, and w- when it gets to football season, if we ever have it, like, we're going to, we'll, we'll see how that all works. Right. Cause it is a totally different life, it feels like, that he's living right now. You know, like, how's that going to translate? But I think that there, it's undeniable that, that that's part of the reason that you're seeing this type of stuff from him. So um, I think you're right. It was, uh, he, he, he is definitely having that more lovable and charming kind of approach, it seems like. Um, but, but so kind of going into that next point, like, I thought the trash talk and the, and the, the communication, like kind of the banter among them and the broadcasters and everything, I thought it was awesome for the most part. Yeah, um, hear, I thought it was great. It was between them. It was so much more casual.
1: Like people yeah. were trash talking, like the, the announcers were trash talking the golfers <laughs> and the golfers were trash talking the announcers back. Yeah, yeah. That's how fun it was. And speaking of lovability, although Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson lost, I think Tom Brady was the star. Yeah. He sucked all morning or sucked all the fr- front nine, was getting... Uh, railed out by social media and by Charles Barkley immediately after Charles Barkley says like (laughs) you're the worst golfer I've ever seen or something like that Tom Brady holes out from 150 yards yeah shot of the day talks shot of the day talks some crap walks up to pick up his ball out of the hole Bends over, splits his pants.
0: <laughs> this is all in the same shot.
1: <laughs> all in the same shot, and then immediately sucks for the rest of the day.
0: So I had to put on some like baggy pants. To, like
1: <laughs> it was hilarious. It just it just added to the whole thing. And um, I was I don't want to talk about it forever because it's a two v two golf match. Yeah, um, yeah. But it raised twenty million dollars for COVID relief. Um, they it was much needed sports on Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Um, I was just happy with all of it. Very happy.
0: And, and so I think that. I think that mostly it would still have been considered a success if we were in normal times. Like I think that that event still would have been good, but I think that I think that it, it as a sort of um, savior for sports fans in a way, made it like way, way, way more um, important and successful. And and I think that I kind of the people I was with as I was watching it a little bit, I'm like, there's no reason that this shouldn't be happening more. Like golf is one of the things that they've sort of allowed to open back up in the, in, in be in the fact that you can be distanced from each other and play this game. Right. And what was so fun about this, like you alluded to before was that this wasn't just tiger versus Phil, which by the way, when that idea came out a year plus ago, I actually remember our conversation on the podcast about it and how I said that it was dumb. And I was like, this is like having Tom Brady and Peyton Manning face each other when they're retired. Right. That's yeah. what I, that's what I said about Phil and tiger. Right. I was like, "What? Well, like this was fun during their career, but like." Why now? Like, why some match that doesn't matter now? But now in these times, like, give me the next two. Give me like LeBron James and Steph Curry out there with like yeah. with Rory McElroy and and Bubba Watson. Like 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 that. These events would be awesome for people during a so time good. that no one can play sports, right?
1: Or like John Daly and uh, Pat McAfee.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, like this pair of golfer to non golfing celebrity athlete, I think is a great pairing because you have. These, you know, to be honest, like, you know, you'd watch this match and like Brady and Manning, it's like they have those shots where they're you're like, yeah, that he looks like me. (laughs) Like, like like there would be spectators standing there if this was a PGA event. Right. But then they have those other shots where it's like, oh, okay, well, he still obviously can do that. right? (laughs) like when Brady puts it in the hole from 150. And it's like so it's just an interesting new side of these athletes to see. And during a time like this, when there's nothing else you can watch, I think that they should be doing this more and they would continue to raise more money. So. Um, I thought it was a really interesting format, and I think the timing of it was perfect. So, yeah, thumbs up, uh, five stars, good job all around. Absolutely. So. Uh, some other coronavirus updates with the four major sports outside of golf that we were just talking about. Um, we'll start with the NHL, which is the first of these four leagues to actually now state a comeback plan. Um, now, granted, there are no firm dates yet because they've said through and through that they're going to be following the advice of the um, local and, and government officials and health officials and everything else. Um, but they have basically said the regular season will not continue. That is over. Um, The playoffs will resume. And now on the surface level, it sounds like something we would hate, which is a 24 team playoff out of 31 teams. (laughs) Um, But that said, to to give a quick explanation of what that is, basically the bottom eight teams in each conference. So teams that as of the state of the season being suspended five through 12 in each conference are going to play best of five series, uh, you know, five versus 12, six versus 11, et cetera, um, to get into what is the equivalent of basically the first round of the playoffs. Um, so while the top four teams in each conference play a round robin with each other to determine the one through four seeds, what's your initial thought about this? If you even looked at the specifics of it all and, you know, a- any thoughts beyond just it being good that hockey's going to make a return?
1: I did not look into the specifics, but I was happy that sports are attempting a return. Um, I obviously don't want it to be rushed, but I feel like with this much money involved, they can do it safely and make sure that things make sense. Right. Um, uh, the playoff, uh, the, whatever happens is obviously going to be weird and different. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with it. them experimenting and trying new things this season. There's no way to make it just, okay, let's resume play with a shorter season because then yeah. someone's going to end up with uh, the raw end of the deal. So I'm very happy with them trying something outside of the box. And that's what this sounds like. Mm -hmm. I'm bummed. I think
0: I don't think the Lightning were in a top four seed. Yeah, no, they they are. are. Yeah. the Oh, Okay, good. Then I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I mean, so with regard to our teams, there's some good and there's some bad. I I think so. What's really interesting about this, actually, is the Lightning were one of only two teams to actually vote no on this proposal. Um, and, and, but that isn't to say that they don't want to play. Like, um, I forget who their player rep is. Uh, I think it's Alex Killorn. He was yeah. very clear about saying like, we're excited to play, like we're, we can't wait for this, but they voted no because of some things that they thought should have been different. Right. But like, it, in no way means that they were holding out or anything like that. But, right. um, th- th- I think the thing that they didn't love is the fact that, you know, really actually reminiscent of what happened to Tampa last year against Columbus, right. In the first round. Tampa was coasting for about three weeks at the end of the season last year, playing meaningless games, essentially. And then they got a hot playoff opponent who had to fight for every inch at the end of the season, and they got swept, right? right. And so what's going to happen now is that you have these top four teams playing a round-robin against each other for seeding. Yes, seeding is important, but not any importance compared to a team winning a best-of-five series to get in, right? Right. So Tampa did not think that was very fair, that, that that basically the top four teams are going to be waiting for a team that just won a playoff series after all this time off, right? Yeah. Um, well, Yeah.
1: I don't know how much you have more to say, but that's, that's the biggest concern with basketball, I know. Yeah. Is basketball is trying to get, uh, also considering restarting, but having a harder time because the teams like the Lakers who have basically secured uh, a playoff spot, are arguing that they should there should be at least five games, basically warm-up games or regular ready, season right. games. But like that doesn't make sense to have a five game regular season and then play the playoffs. So like where's the middle ground there? Do you yeah. do you cut the earlier games and so that everyone's cold and only some teams are hot who got to play their play-in games? Or right. do you do a really long season and the teams that are already locked in arrest their players or do whatever they have to do and make for
0: an uninteresting regular season. I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting conundrum. I mean, and there's no real easy way to please everybody here. Right. Like, I mean, because the alternative, if you don't have any type of play in whatsoever, then you've got inevitably you've got teams that were sitting one spot out of the playoffs with like a week and a half left in the season. Right. That could have easily made the playoffs like like they were entering the final seven or eight games of the year. And like if they were a point out of the playoffs, like they could have made the playoffs easily. If they were especially if they were hot. So cutting a team like that out, that's a bigger asterisk than than if you kind of do it this way, I think. So giving them all a chance, you know, I think that unfortunately you just got to deal with the fact that you might run into a hot team. The top four seeds do get these these round robin games at least to to get warmed up a little bit. Right. Um the part I don't love, a little bit of bias for my own team is that the Bruins had a pretty hefty lead for first place at the time. And so now you get a round Robin where you could drop down to fourth. If you, if you don't come out hot from this layoff. Right. But Mm -hmm. again, it's like, you can't please every team here. So I think overall it's a pretty good situation. It's a good proposal. I think it'll be in two hub cities from what they're saying. So the, those have not been decided yet, but um, they have some West coast and some East coast cities that are being considered as being the hub kind of locations the NBA, which we're going to get to is uh, considering Disney world um, as their location. So
1: um,
0: either way, exciting to see it, but uh, from hockey, I guess we'll just go straight into basketball and the others that we can quickly talk about. NBA is considering restarting but having a hard time. You talked a little bit about that already um, with the fact that, you know, you can't get much agreement from these teams that are in the bottom of the standings. None of them want to come back and play. Damian Lillard actually even said he won't play if they're out of uh, contention for the playoffs, right? So what do you think about the, the situation that they're in and do you see it coming to a resolution at all quickly like the NHL was able to do? Um,
1: I, the only thing I know about basketball is what I said, which is teams that are already in want some warm-up games, but it doesn't make sense to have yeah. five warm-up games. So they're, they're trying to work around that now. What I have heard is that the players like Adam Silver a lot. Yeah. Um, they like the NBA commissioner and they trust that he won't just make a decision that makes the NBA the most money. Mm-hmm. He has the player's best interest in mind. And that seems to be true. Basketball is a very, NBA is a very well run organization. Yeah. Um, weirdly so, they have not done a lot during this COVID. Like they tried the NBA horse thing and that was terrible. And then yeah. they were like, okay, we're done. Um, not that there's much you can do, but they have big personalities who could, he could be interviewing or, or doing one-on-one tournaments. I don't know what, whatever, but, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of restarting, I think the NBA will do it the best of the four. If I just had to guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It certainly could be the case. I think that there's a little bit of extra challenge with the NBA because I feel like they have a pretty strong players association. And I think that they will push back on things that they don't like about any proposal. Um, But, you know, you just got to hope that it gets done. And I think with all of these, you're going to look at a delayed time frame. Like, you know, with that NHL proposal, I don't think the playoffs are really going to start till like August, probably August 1st, um, around that time. So uh, all of these will be delayed. But, you know, what can you do? Um, Baseball is considering an 82 game season, it, it now sounds like. And the players are not happy about what the proposal here has in that they would be getting some significant pay cuts from this. Yeah, um, I I situation. heard that like
1: top player and it, it's it's prorated and it's like percentages of how much you make of the team's earnings or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like players like Mike Trout are going to get like an 80 percent pay cut or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, and it was denied. Obviously, everyone's complaining. But Blake Snell, Tampa Bay Rays ace, uh, former Cy Young winner, mm-hmm. uh, was the very first person to come out and say, like, I'm not playing unless my money's right, he's like, there's no point in me risking my life for less money for yeah. a shorter season. And, and uh, he got a lot of pushback for that, but a lot of the players came to defend him. So baseball is not handling it well, which is also uh very easy to, to yeah. predict because they yeah. they are a very poorly run league.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also true. I, I think there's uh you could obviously make, make arguments on both sides of this. You could, you could say that, Baseball players who make tons and tons of money are you could argue that they're being a little bit ungrateful given the situation. But at the same time, I think the owners make way more money than the players do. Right. And so um, I, I think that these other leagues are not talking about cutting players salaries. Now, prorating them based on the number of games, I think naturally makes sense. Right. Like I think so. So for a player to make half of his salary for half of a season Okay, I, I could get behind that, but now you have these additional reductions that are going on, probably right. because of the fact that it'll be empty stadiums. And it's like, well, I, I would be surprised if contracts accounted for empty stadiums, right? <laughs> like that. That's just, yeah. this is unprecedented what we're going through. So you can't really blame a player if they're asking for an eighty percent cut for some of these guys, right? Yeah. Well, there's um, a
1: big there's a big revenue sharing, um, piece in all of yeah. this. Like a lot of the players, especially in the more proactive players' unions they go for uh, revenue sharing, which means they get a percentage of the the total revenue. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. especially in football, I think the players have a big chunk. At least they voted recently. I don't know if it went into effect. But yeah. if, if the stadiums are empty, revenue is way down. Yeah, So, right. I mean, I don't know if that includes TV or whatever, but these baseball players aren't just making X per game and that's what they make. Yeah, They're making right. X per game and also whatever percentage they have of the total value of the sport. Yeah. So if there's zero for value, they're making zero. They're just making their regular season um, yeah. paychecks. So there's a lot going on that I don't really fully understand, but I, I would like to see baseball back. And I think 82 games is how long a baseball season should be. Yeah. is That's plenty of games. Like <laughs> I would I, love I mean, to actually just see an 82 game baseball season. Yeah. Whether or not there's fans, whether or not there's a a global pandemic, just 82 games is a good amount of games. It's a lot of baseball games. It'll make every game more important. It'll make... I mean, of course, it'll skew stats forever, but... Yeah. It's certainly possible. What is it? 150 games? How much do they play? 162. Yeah. Oh my God. 162,
0: yeah. And I mean, you know, certainly a lot of people like the fact that baseball so long because of just the fact that it's this summer pastime, that's like every day there's baseball on. And I, and I get that and that, and it is fun in that regard. But, um, you know, I think that it's, like I said, this being an unprecedented time is going to call for some of these leagues to consider some pretty big structural changes that maybe make it better. Right? Like I think one of the things I heard about the NBA considering with this delayed pushback. Right. And, and I was like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense is that the NBA with this shift might decide to permanently change their calendar year, season. Like they, they might, the NBA, if this shifts back far enough, they could say, okay, well, we're going to run our season alongside baseball instead of running it alongside football, which we currently do. Smart. The NBA runs alongside the NFL right now, right? Like, when was the last time somebody the NBA can't have a Sunday night basketball game during football season, right? Like, you right. can't get those ratings; those are taken by the NFL. So, like, now if you're going to go up against what what Friday night baseball on ESPN, like it's a much, much easier thing to <laughs> go up against. Buster only and John Kruk. Yeah, and, and so so the NBA is considering that. Like, baseball should likewise consider making some structural changes if they're going to keep their league thriving, right? So I think um you could see things like that even though yes, it's it will be a huge shift for historical record books and stats and everything else. So um it'll be interesting, but I love it. I
1: I yeah. love the shakeups. I think none of these leagues are progressive enough and I think this might be
0: yeah. an opportunity for them to shake things up. Yeah.
1: Especially baseball. Baseball is you know, so stuck in the past. And, and
0: just just one other thing I sh- I want to add about that is that I think that I think that there's not so much reason to be scared about these upheavals of these like lengths of time and and, like how it fits with history. Right. Like does anyone really put any stock in like a stat from 1940 that like comparing it to 2020? Like, (laughs) does anyone? Okay. Sure. It was 162 games. Like, like there's a lot, a lot of other variables that make it a different game back then. Right. Like, I, I mean, it's the same thing with football. It's like, you know, you look at the passing yardage and like, all the passing yardage leaders for single seasons are all from the last like five years. I bet you, like, Jameis Winston probably has like a top 10 passing yardage season, yeah. or, like, or somewhere close to that, right? Because the game's different, right? So, who cares if the game, if the season became 18 games? Like, assess people in their era, like, like and, and then take the greats, and obviously you can have conversations about them. But, um, I think people shouldn't be so scared of these changing, uh, paradigms in sports, but, um, I agree. So there's baseball. And last one is football, uh, who apparently doesn't care about anything. They haven't uh, issued any plans or anything like that. Um, we have football no idea. Football doesn't give a fart. Yeah.
1: Football's just like, we had the draft, we're, we're full we're gonna, steam ahead. We're going to play. Let us, yeah.
0: like, let us know what you guys decide and we'll we'll follow suit. Yeah. And I mean, colleges are saying that they're going to be going back to class. So it gives the indication that football, college football is going to happen even with reduced capacity of stadiums and whatnot, potentially. But... Uh, You know, I feel like people have this this mindset that football, since it's September 1st, is typically like around the start of football season, that it's just so far away that it doesn't matter. But I think it's going to creep up pretty fast. And uh, I think that decisions are going to have to get made pretty soon on some of this stuff. And rather than just assuming that by September, everything's going to be okay, Right. I think um, I think these I think both NFL and college football are going to have to make some strides here in June and July to figure out what's going on. Um, But so far, not really much. So. Uh, anything you want to add on football?
1: Yeah, football's TBD. I mean, yeah. I, I, the only thing I'll say about football is that I'm glad they haven't decided anything selfishly. Yeah. Tom Brady and Gron- Like, the Bucs finally are the talk of the town. They're <laughs> yeah. finally the bell of the ball. The Super Bowl's in Tampa this year. Yeah. It is <laughs> it is Tampa's time to shine. Of course, they won't have full stadiums. Of course, something will be different, but it's just such bad timing. Mm-hmm. for football to make these changes, for me, specifically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I am glad, the, the longer they don't do anything, the longer I just get to enjoy that
0: maybe this is a regular hold football out, season. Hold out hope, yeah, hold yeah. out hope. Um, so we'll see. I mean, of course, there, there there's still every possibility it could be a regular football season from the standpoint of games getting played. I think there'll just be some other changes, probably mostly around the number of fans that can see those games in attendance, but... Um, and the other thing that I think we'll talk about on a future episode with all of these sports is the question of like, what do you do about the broadcast and then, and the, and the lack of, of stadium noise, right? I think that's a whole nother discussion that I think has a lot of interesting angles to it. So put that on the docket for next time. Um, last topic in sports here is quick thoughts on Martin Jarman. Um, Boston Mm -hmm. college athletic director has left the BC athletic director position to become the athletic director at UCLA. Um, I think a little bit, of, for me, a little bit of a uh, roller coaster as far as my my viewpoints on this. Um, mm-hmm. What is your, obviously, I think I know what your initial reaction was. What, what have you come to after the initial reaction in the last week or so with Jarman no longer being the BCAD?
1: Yeah, it's this is a very difficult thing to feel because yeah. Martin Jarman, in his three years at Boston College, did an incredible job yeah. as athletic director. Uh, I don't, I'm not even going to go through the list of things that he did, but we
0: talked about him all the time on the podcast, all the time. <laughs>
1: and, and we were, it was just wildly refreshing to want something done. Your athletic director here, you and the other students and other alumni and do it. Yeah. And, and so many things got done. We got better in so many ways in such a short amount of time. So it's really hard to be mad at him. It's really, really hard, but I'm, Mad at him. <laughs> um, he's he's that guy who he's all in. As soon as he as soon as he got here, he was wearing BC gear. He was he was big with the boosters, traveling, posting on social media. He was all in on BC, and I and I felt it. I was like, dang, this guy loves being here. Yeah. Then three years later, he's all in on UCLA. Can't wait to be there. Uh, just hired his biggest hire in um, Jeff Halfley for BC's head coach, football head coach young guy, really exciting hire, getting everyone amped up and then bails on him. Um so the timing is just weird. Uh doesn't make me it's not doesn't make me happy, of course, but Yeah. it just seems like it was not the right time and there's you you will talk more about this, but there's probably some behind the scenes things going on that that I agree with you when you when you will bring them up, but Yeah it's such a weird feeling. So thank you for the time that you were here, but that the way that it happened didn't feel right.
0: Yeah. So a true mixed bag for you still, I think. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously still a little bit of both. I have come around more so to not being as angry about this. Um, I I was pretty bummed at first, obviously you don't want to see, I mean, all the things you said, like he, he was very, he was all in, like he, he seemed like he was very much about it. um, you know, but then I, I guess I came around to the there's two things for me. First is that in hindsight, right, I guess um we unfortunately know that BC is typically not the landing spot, right? Like BC is, is at least in their current landscape, is not the the kind of the pinnacle job in college sports, right? Yeah. Um but it could not, be nor is UCLA. Surprisingly. Nor yeah. nor is UCLA by any stretch, right? And so um to me, one thing, I think it's it's in part Jarman trying to add as many the, the more of these power five schools he adds to his resume, the the more prime T is to get whatever job he wants. Right. Like if he's Ohio State football, AD, then Boston College, AD, then UCLA, AD. Like there's obviously a, there's a little bit of a negative in like jumping around jobs. But if he does a good job at all those places, it's tough to say that that it's bad for him as far as his resume yeah. goes. So there's I mean, that. I would
1: take if you were like, he's going to leave in three years,
0: but do really do what he did. Oh, yeah. I would take it in heart. For sure. You so. take it from yeah. where we were when the day we hired him. Right. Right. Um, but that said, the, the one thing and I think that the everyone would agree as far as the one thing on Jarman's time at BC that you could point to and say, this is lacking. Like why did he do nothing here is the basketball program, right? Like Jim Christian is a terrible basketball coach and terrible. Boston college has a terrible basketball program. Terrible. And, and again, like I saw a tweet about this and every time I see it, it's like, I'm seeing it for the first time and I'm, I'm floored by it, which is that that Jim Christian is, and I don't remember the number 25 and 85, I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: Something embarrassing.
0: And he had two NBA guards on his team. Two. Like yeah. like, like that that last part of it just always gets me like you had two NBA guards on your team and you're 25 and 85. So the basketball program is terrible. And Martin Jarman has a basketball history. He loves basketball. And so we heard rumors during the Steve Adazio era when he was coaching the football team that it took so long for Jarman to do that because Father Leahy, the president of Boston College, was not on board with the coaching change. And and in some ways, again, this is totally speculative, all rumors, like nobody's ever confirmed this, but some people believe that that Leahy maybe handicaps the, the AD a little bit and that he needs to kind of sign off on whatever is going to be done. Um, it, not unlike a lot of pro sports, GMs probably get handicapped a little bit by their owner to make a big change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't explain a reason why Father Leahy would, would say that you can't fire Jim Christian, but a part of me wonders if there's a little bit of control there that ha- that uh, that Jarman was not able to fully take the reins and go hire a new coach. It just doesn't fit with me to everything else that he did at BC that he never yeah. would have hired a basketball coach, like being a guy passionate about basketball. So that's that's a little bit of a suspicion on my part, I think, with with with, with his situation there.
1: I think it's certainly possible. Leahy's got his hands in too many things, um, and this is something that strikes me as very, very possible, but it's just speculation, just a rumor. All we know is Jarvin's gone and we need to
0: find someone to replace him. Yes. Find someone to replace him first and then find a new basketball coach once we get that guy. But, um, overall though, the, the, you just have to thank God for the one thing, which is that he got the football coach before he left. And thank you God. and, And I, and this isn't a segment right here on BC football, but like, I am just so excited for what this program's doing. You just see it every yeah. day. You see I'm the way that. they act on Twitter. Like, they get kids fired up. Like, I just They just I, got
1: IMG. Oh, yeah. We just shouldn't have a BC. You, they no, just no. got an offensive line I saw from that. IMG, which is down the
0: street from me. Yeah. They produce monsters. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. It's, monsters. Yeah. You're, you're right. We don't want to go into a BC segment here. We'll save it for when it gets closer, but it's just like. The, the, I just got to at least I'm very grateful that that happened before if 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 he left before getting a football coach, it would have just been like it, it changes the whole narrative. Right. So. Yeah. Um, so. But there you go. Uh, Martin Jarman, good luck at UCLA and hopefully Boston College can find the replacement. Um, Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> uh, so that does it for sports and brings us into half number two, which is Pop culture. All right, so pop culture, we got a few quick topics here. We'll start with uh, one thing that you're going to cover.
1: I think Cozy Book Corner. Okay, Derek. Yes. Question. Yes. Have you heard of the book 100 Years of Solitude?
0: Not before you just said it, no. Oh
1: really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it I sounds it familiar,
0: a... but I don't really know any. I don't. I would. I couldn't tell you what it is.
1: Okay. Well, it's quote unquote a classic. Um, it's. It won the Nobel Prize. It is by um, the guy who wrote Love in the Time of Cholera, Gabriel okay. Garcia Marquez. It makes zero sense. It makes no sense. And I read a lot of books relative to you. Yes, it, <laughs> it, I, I would say relative to
0: an average person.
1: Okay, relative to the average person, I read a lot of books. I don't get this book. I didn't get one second of it. (laughs) Every single, it's so it's, I did not know this going in. 100 Years of Solitude is magical realism, which is like, I wrote this in a review. It's like, if the most boring fairy tale you could ever think of was told by a goldfish, (laughs) like, had no, there was just things jumping around. It was, it was so dumb. Every single person had the same name. Every single person like was like every
0: character was the same name. Every character,
1: <laughs> I, I should I should have written it down. There's there's about fifteen different characters. Six of them have the name Arcadio. Six of the name six of them have the name um, Aureliano, and and every other character has some combination of Aureliano Juan Juan Aureliano Juan Arcadiano. They just have the same name. It's ridiculous. And it's, it makes it obviously hard to follow. I did not know. It's a 600-page book, and I didn't know at the end, the final 10 pages, who was being talked about. It was ridiculous. Wow. Um, also, there's a lot of incest, which, sure, incest is like a literary topic, I guess. Game of Thrones did it well, maybe. But this was like celebrated incest. was This was not like incest is bad. These people are doing a bad thing. This just was like is. Like this family just is <laughs> doing each other. <laughs> uh so it wasn't good. Um the <laughs> I didn't understand any of it. Any of it. Anyway, sounds, sounds that's like a long way of that's a long way of saying twenty-six percent Steve Nicholas avocados. Terrible book. Rotten avocados. Rotten avocados. And <laughs> It's, it won the Nobel Prize, so like I, yeah. I feel dumb saying that. I feel dumb giving it a low grade, but this was not a good book. I recommend not reading it, and I recommend other people hating it because <laughs> this is not how books should be written. I'm,
0: I'm down to hate it. Uh, okay, hate please it, hate it, it with me.
1: <laughs> that's that's right. my, my plea to the listeners. If you haven't read 100 Years of Solitude, don't buy the hype. Buy the anti-hype with me.
0: Shares of okay. anti-hype are for sale.
1: <laughs> shares. Buy shares in hate.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's
1: it. Yeah, terrible, terrible book. 100 Years of Solitude. Don't buy it and tell other people not to buy it. Don't buy it and tell other people not to buy it. I like yeah. it. And if you like it, I'm sorry, but we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> so there's that.
0: So there you go. Not mm-hmm. not the most uh, rave review of 100 Years of Solitude. So uh, so take that. Um Next topic, a uh, Netflix show, Waco. I think you might have referenced this last podcast that you were starting to watch it. I Did think. you
1: not watch it? Did you not
0: watch it? I have not watched it yet. No.
1: Oh, well then I don't want to talk about it. Oh. I'll just say watch Waco. Okay. Well,
0: nice. watch Waco
1: on Netflix. It's super intense. It's pretty it's pretty intense. new,
0: right? It's a Netflix original, I think.
1: Very new. Yeah. Netflix original. It's like um it's like Chernobyl. Okay. So you know how Chernobyl was a very realistic depiction, like yep. a fictional depiction yep. of a real thing. That's Waco is the same with the Waco, uh, branch Davidians when the government and this religious cult, there was like a 50 plus day standoff. Yeah. So watch it. It's really, really good, but be in the right mindset. It's super intense and sad, but good.
0: Nice. I will definitely add that to the list and watch it. It's only Um, six episodes. oh, Oh, so it's like a mini series. Right. Cool. Very consumable. Good. Good to know. Um, next one is just a quick hit. Uh and and to be honest, when I wrote this bullet point, this was this was when I realized how long it was since our last episode. Because it was our last episode that you mentioned that community had come to Netflix and you were watching it. Right. Yes. I watched the whole thing since our last episode. Have you ever seen it? Uh I had seen episodes here and there, but like I I started I started from episode one because I was like, I haven't watched this enough to really know it. And I watched all six seasons since the last time we podcasted. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Um, and there's a lot of episodes. There's like twenty five. There's a lot, but they're short. Season. Like you said, they're like twenty minutes, like twenty something right. minutes. And so, like, I was watching them so much when I would like be moving and like packing boxes and stuff. I would like take a break and just like watch a couple episodes of Community. Great show. Like I've been, I've recommended it to multiple people since I watched it. Um, Obviously, your favorite episodes are. Oh, the, so I don't have that ready on cue. So like the paintball episode. Paintball episodes are all great. Yeah, they're they're all they're time amazing. Um, so good. Yeah, the, any of the recurring ones. The, the one of the ones that I had watched before was the Floor is Lava episode, which is oh, that's great. a good one too. Um, yeah. I remember watching that when we lived at Woodstock. I think I remember that, but I, I didn't know any of the surrounding storylines about it. Um, but yeah, excellent show. The last few seasons tail off a little bit because of they lose characters. Right. they lose actors, but um, they literally
1: lose half of the group. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. Half of the original group is gone by the by season six. But yeah. um, so related to that though, one quick thing before we move on: Did you see the the fundraiser that they did, the community cast I, recently. I did
1: actually, yeah, it, they did this, pretty good. They did a table read. Yeah,
0: it yeah. was good. I, I enjoyed it. I watched that on YouTube. That um, they did something for a COVID fundraiser, and uh, it was pretty good. They did a table read of of one of the episodes, and it was better than I thought it was going to be. As far as like, because <laughs> you kind of realize that a lot of that show, they're just sitting around the table, um, yeah. so it kind of works. Especially for an episode that episode. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There's just a plus one on my on Steve's recommendation. I cool. echo it to watch Community. Um and then the last one, SpaceX launch. I think you put this one here. Do we know anything about it? Is the question. Yeah. <laughs> so I assume that was you asking and my answer is no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about it, but ah, I heard it's news. I did hear that. I saw that on Twitter today and I think something went wrong with it. I think they weren't able to launch.
1: Yeah, um, I did hear that they're not launching today right. because of weather and their next opportunity is Saturday, May 30th. Okay. So, I don't know what the we, it's hard to talk about something you don't know anything about, but I am interested in sending people back into space Yeah, because I have a long-running bet with our oh, former yeah. roommate yeah. about who's going to be the first person on the moon. Between the it's two obviously of obviously between the two of us. It's obviously me, <laughs> and the loser of that bet has to get a full-size family portrait of the other person on the moon-, on the moon and hang it in their living room above like their fireplace yeah. or, like in a very prominent part in their house. Right. Right. So and it could be anything. I'm I'm going to get mine literally in a spacesuit doing a dunk on the moon. It's going to be me jamming <laughs> the ball
0: in on on the moon. I um, like so it. yeah, I'm very interested in space <laughs> to say the least. So one so I have nothing to add on the actual space space launch, but um, one other little tidbit that I, I just remembered when you were talking about that is, um, there's another new Netflix show. Did you see space force?
1: I saw it's coming out. <laughs> it's uh, like the office. It's kind. like it's the office. Steve it's Carell. literally
0: by the same creators as the office and Steve Carell is the lead. And, uh, it's sort of, uh, I'm very interested because I, I think that a certain president is going to take offense to it. Um, because it appears to be mocking kind of the existence of the space force. Um, so I'm interested to see how it goes. Let's put it that way um and i'm I, and interested I, to see steve carell in a yeah. funny role again same that's same. what i'm interested in yeah. also agreed there and, and and frankly what appeared to have a very office-like feel based on the trailer um but obviously by the same creators in a totally totally different story so uh that's another one to watch out for i think it launches sometime uh in the next week or so if i remember correctly so yeah uh, and just a quick plug that. uh i
1: haven't seen it Uncut Gems is out on Netflix now. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it either. Actually, I've been wanting to see it, and that's
0: a net. It's on Netflix, so nice. use that information how you will. <laughs> there you go. Um, so that does it for pop culture. Bring us into the final drive. Do you want to go first, or do you want to go second? I'm gonna
1: go first, Derek. All right, do it. So I watched The Lighthouse. Have you heard of The Lighthouse? I've heard of the it. movie. Yes. It's all black and white. It's two people. It's Edward Pattinson um, and from former Twilight series, yep, yep. and Willem Dafoe. Oh, former okay. Spider-Man villain in yep. uh, the Green Goblin, yep. and it's just—I don't have much to say about it because it's weird. <laughs> it's really weird, and you can tell it's weird from the trailer. Yep. It's just two guys trapped in a lighthouse together for an extended period of time, and they start to go nuts. Both actors are really, really good. It's—it it is a brilliant performance. I'm—I'm I'm very impressed by the way both of them handled this movie. All black and white, really cool scenes, cool shots. It's spooky, it's creepy, it's weird. Ending is nuts, like stupid nuts. (laughs) So I'm not going to give it a rating. I just want to say I watched it, and it's interesting. If you haven't pulled the trigger on it, it's the right amount of weird 75% of the movie and then just too weird the last 25%. Mm. So it's worth a shot if you're looking for a new movie. It, you could do worse. I think it's on Amazon Prime. But just beware um, for the weirdness. Just be ready for weird, but it's worth it. I think the the first seventy five percent of the movie is really good, just good, interesting, different, and then last twenty five percent, I don't understand. <laughs> All right, so but maybe yeah. I'm dumb. I re- I gave a hundred years of solitude twenty five percent avocados. Maybe so you're just losing your mind. Maybe I don't get art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's it. The Lighthouse uh, with Edward Pattinson
0: and Willem Dafoe. So there you go. The Consume at your own risk, the Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so my final draft will be a quick one. It's a little shout out. Um, I was up, as I mentioned, this weekend at Vermont. Uh, our friend Tommy has a, has a lake cabin up there on Lake Champlain. Steve has been there before. Love um, it. Great place to be in the summer. Um, with the with the one exception of the fact that the pollen was just outrageous up there this mm. weekend. Uh, with that exception, uh, awesome awesome weekend. And it comes after quite a long time that I really had been mostly quarantined, like hadn't hung out with too many people. And so, you know, a a small group of our friends who also had been pretty quarantined for a while, uh, went up to the cabin for the Memorial Day weekend, just hang out on the lake, like just kind of sit around, have some fires, like, you know, sit in the hammock and all all this great, very low energy stuff. Um, Most of Vermont was actually um, taking everything better and more seriously than I maybe expected. I don't know why I didn't expect it so much, but like you needed to wear masks everywhere in stores and stuff like it felt very similar to what we've had um, in in Massachusetts and in Boston and other areas. Um, So that was good, you know, good safety and stuff like that, but just super relaxing, great weather on the lake. Uh, Always recommend if you're able to, during quarantine, take a safe trip somewhere that gives you that lake experience Nothing better than that during you know times like these and weather like this. That was great uh, up in New England last weekend. So uh, how'd your uh, how'd your head do? Did great actually. That that's kind of what I was alluding to in the beginning. I felt like literally chilly at times with the wind, um, but the sun wasn't wasn't out of control and I, you know I was more cognizant of it. So I I made sure I uh, applied well. I didn't get any sunburns. So I, I got probably a little, I got a little bit on my arms, but I didn't get any sunburn on my head or my face. So uh, you would have been proud of me for that. I was I was applying well. I love um, sunscreen, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So there, there you go. Vermont, Lake, Lake Champlain. I'm, I'm sure I've done it as a final drive in the past, but um, each time when we do it, always rave reviews. So uh, there it is, Lake Champlain. Can't complain. That, that was purely to make me jealous. <laughs> hey, I, I had to, I had to fit it in there somehow. So, mm. um, so that's it for episode 149. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, but we did it. Um, we did it. So that's it. See you guys I'm next. Proud of us. Yeah, I'm proud too. Actually, I'm proud too. We did it. We made. We braved the storm and and got it done. So that's it for episode 149. We'll see you guys next time on 150 later days. Put that in your podcast?